0: Welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah.
1: <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode six of the longest Saturday morning monster mash podcast of all time. That's Blah. right. Blah. It's Count Creepyheads Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Six episodes in, still going strong.
2: Still creepy!
1: How's everybody doing?
3: Pretty good.
2: Not too shabby.
1: We are in the middle of this San Diego Comic-Con from home. The second year of this happening. So, we got some news to talk about. But it's going to be a weird week this week.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been cosplaying from home and it's just not the same uh, catching without catching whiffs of other cosplay smells through my mask.
1: Yeah. You know, I got this crazy Black Widow outfit that I'm wearing and there's nobody here to compliment my boobs.
3: <sighs> it's so weird.
2: OK, yeah, I just, well now I'm I'm kind of glad that it's not in person
3: because we'd be dressed the same. <laughs> I I just keep laying all my artwork out on my table and complaining as my family passes by and doesn't buy anything.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: You
1: know, people just don't understand the struggles of being an artist these days and a creative. That it's not worth it unless you can take your life savings, go to San Diego and buy an overpriced toy with a new coat of paint on it. And uh Have the experience, so to speak.
2: And, you know, while you're on your way out there, tell yourself, you know, I'm going to break even at my table, even though, you know, full and well, that's a lie.
4: Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm going to flip all this extra stuff that I have, and maybe it'll pay for the tacos that I had for dinner tonight. (laughs) Maybe. As you guys can tell... Critically, we're not the biggest fans of the concept of San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, if you gave us three tickets, we would gladly go. But as people who can't afford to go, and as adults, it's a bit ridiculous.
2: So... You know, I went to to New York Comic-Con several years in a row. Yeah. And during those years, I watched it slowly grow into more of a San Diego Comic-Con-like event. And it was... To be
4: honest,
2: it was kind of disheartening because it slowly became less and less about a Comic-Con-type event and more of just a giant pop culture extravaganza with overpriced celebrities and giant corporations funding half of it. Like, it, it got to a point where the block, which is traditionally the you know, smaller vendors area Mm -hmm. was almost 50% a Funko booth at a point where Funko no longer belonged in the block because they were not one of, they're not one of the small guys at this point. Yeah. Like they may call themselves one of the small guys, but really if you're in every freaking retail store, regardless of whether or not they carry toys, you're one of the big guys.
1: Yeah, agreed. Funko has the largest toy footprint in the market. You can't the fact that you can go to a 7-Eleven or a Walmart and find Funko crap is ridiculous. I think the only thing that comes close or maybe is bigger is Hot Wheels. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it just got to it got to a certain point where it was overwhelming, uh, especially if you were Working the con to any degree and wanted to check something out because at the time it was so spread out that to leave a booth in the and get to Artist Sally was at least a 45 minute trek.
4: Oh, (laughs) Jesus!
2: And that's because you had to work your way through the Javits Center to from literally one end to the other end through a con crowd. Yeah, that's not worth it. Yeah, it was it was intense the the last year I went.
3: Yeah, I haven't been to a really big con in a long time. Uh, the last big con that I went to was Wizard World Chicago, uh, two thousand two, <laughs> I believe, was the last one I went to. Oh yeah, Josh knows about my first experience there. <laughs> All you have what... to do is
2: say Wizard World. I know the stories.
3: <laughs> that's yeah, that's one of those. Uh, <laughs> Better left for maybe a different podcast type of stuff. Yes. Show. Um, but yeah, my, my last venture to Wizard World, you know, it was it's a very it was a very big con. Um, but it still hadn't kind of exploded in the way conventions uh have now. So while there was a lot of pop culture stuff, that was all kind of upfront. You would go in, they would have like the big Marvel booth, the big DC booth. There was like a Warner Brothers section that just kind of encompassed all of their films and cartoons and all that, um, but the midground, like the middle of the area, uh, middle of the convention floor, was all sellers. So it was all like, you know, the guys who have the huge toy booths. Um, you know, the the like when Stickfuzz first came out, they had a huge booth. Uh, so there was all that kind of stuff. Then a little after that, it was all anime. And then the whole last chunk of the hall was all Artist Alley, and that was usually where I spent most of my time, <laughs> just walking up and down the rows of Artist Alley, like buying original work and talking to artists who are now huge people, like uh, Jim Mafood and Eric Powell and Scotty Young and all that. Like it was cool meeting them back then, but uh, yeah,
2: that stuff always was cool.
3: Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's why I loved I loved going to cons was to, to go to Artist Alley um but i haven't been to one of the big ones lately i think the the last biggest convention i went to was i mean well obviously i go to nickel city every year in buffalo which is kind of our big one around here but it's not it's not big in in the sense of big cons um but the last biggest one i went to was the cincinnati comic con but their thing was they they focused on comics like they still had toys and other stuff but their big focus was comic books so like half the hall was industry professionals and the other half was amateurs so that was a really fun convention as well
2: i'll never forget one of the i think one of the things that told me that comic-con at least new york and san diego comic-con had become too cluttered for my personal liking Mm -hmm. uh was again the the very last year i went i was wandering the floor on, I think it was a Sunday So, you know, traditionally already a down day Right And they had this They had this really, really Really weird new setup The last year that I went Where instead of having Artist Sally uh, Over all the way on the other side of the con mm-hmm. It was sort of broken up, up In a weird way Throughout the con Which on one hand is cool But on a, on the other hand It gets very it got very lost in the con And yeah. I, I Distinctly remember I was chatting With independent comic creators Who frankly seemed Kind of desperate to draw someone over And as soon as they Targeted me it was like Yeah I'll go talk to them right. but while, we were, <laughs> while we were talking They pointed to something That was happening Directly on the other side of the Aisle from them with. Which was Billy West, like sitting at a booth, and he was kind of call, kind of doing the same thing that they were, and he was just like, "Do you guys want a picture?" And <laughs> the guy walked by dressed as Frog, and he was like, "Hey, did you want to come take a picture?" And the guy just sort of waved at him and like didn't even look up, and he was like, "I voiced him, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just kept walking, and it was oh a moment of like, "Yeah, this is too cluttered. Like, yeah. there's too much here to get like that gets lost in the, being this size."
3: Honestly, a lot of conventions, when they when they don't have it broken up into those sections, um, I don't think people know a lot of the celebrities because uh, because like you usually have celebrities in their own section. But the conventions where they are kind of peppered throughout the hall. I've seen people walk by, you know, larger name folks just like, I don't know who that is, and just keep on walking. It's like, wow.
4: <laughs> That's kind of
3: kind of shocking. And you know, it's it was even
2: funnier because Billy West's speaking voice, like it's probably Fry is one of the closest to his speaking voice. Right. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of sounded like Fry yelling after Fry. <laughs>
4: That's I'd amazing. be
1: totally into him just from Howard Stern.
4: Okay. So, guys. Find anything cool this week? Uh, Josh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> What'd you get, Josh?
2: I have a very short list. Uh, it's not monster-related, but god damn do uh, I. I bought the Ark. I bought <laughs> yeah. the Titan-class Ark. Uh, and I was... I was initially on the fence about it. The main thing I really was intrigued by was Mainframe, the included robot that turns into the Teletran one. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's such a clunky, chunky robot, uh, and inspired by the last the last Autobot design. So it's kind of cool to have a big, chunky robot from the arc that also looks like the Autobot symbol.
1: Oh, Yeah. That's really cool.
2: So yeah, like once you transform it, the face does, it looks like it transforms into the Autobot.
1: <laughs> That's I really never cool. I never made that connection. How does it compare to other larger, clunky transformers of that size, like uh, Unicron or um, not Primus?
2: Well, see, technically, Unic- these days, uh, Unicron these days, Unicron and Primus would be considered more of a commander class okay they're kind of a step under the titan class because the the titan class has just got huge yeah yeah um it is because everything is it is uh retail price is like ten dollars more than the previous two titan class and well the core robot of the arc slash they they don't officially call it the last Autobot. It just doesn't even have a name. It's just the arc into giant robot.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he doesn't have a ton of engineering in him himself, but he does have some really cool features. Like he has a pop down ramp in robot mode, or not robot mode in uh arc mode. That the majority of deluxe class vehicles can drive up onto and sort of shut into the arc and that's really cool uh if you remove mainframe from the arc mode then it sits any of the core class figures or legends class if you have a a larger older collection right into the cockpit area so you can peek through the little little windshield on the top of the uh the arc and see the robot sitting in there that's awesome or if you keep mainframe in there, the the teeny tiny slug scale that they've been including with things like Unicron from HasLab. Yeah. Uh, it comes with a teeny tiny Optimus Prime in that scale. And mainframe transforms into the bridge of the arc. So it's got the little uh, navigation globe in the center. And it's got several places to put the little slug figures if you have more than Optimus Prime. So you can have people manning the co- the control panel
1: i hope they keep sneaking those into things
2: but also despite it having some really cool features but not as much engineering as the other titan class there's a lot of engineering in mainframe Mm -hmm. because he turns into a pretty cool almost voyager sized robot um the command deck or observation deck from the which slides in in vehicle mode or can fill out the chest completely in robot mode uh or it turns into a teletran one which is roughly in scale with the core class
4: and the teletran
2: one like when it transforms has lots of hidden things on the back of the control panel so it has the golden discs from beast wars uh, it has uh, Sky Spy, the little satellite, the uh, slug size Optimus Prime, and uh, Navigation Glober removable, so you can display those as you want. Uh, it doesn't have any stickers. It's all really nice tampos on it. That's sweet. So, well, it is a little more expensive, I do think it's well worth the price point for what you're getting.
1: Well, good to know. Mike, what did you get?
3: I didn't get a lot. I ended up, uh, <laughs> I explained this to Josh. I pre-ordered Fisto from Masters of the Universe Origins. Yeah. Somehow when I had to confirm that I still wanted my order because there was a shipping delay, it got turned into Faker. Um. I mean, I'm not really going to complain about it because I was going to buy Faker as well, but now I'm a little pissed that I, I got to try to track down Fisto. <laughs> so I got Faker in the mail. Um. Definitely a cool figure. Uh, I haven't had Faker since the '80s, so it's kind of cool to see an update. Um, but I also got uh, some junk bots because they were, you know, discount at Target. Oh, yeah, those are just fun to play with. You just pull them apart and make new robots out of them.
2: Heads up um, that Faker Fisto Wave is is actively hitting targets right now.
1: Oh, yeah. nice. Once uh, your, once our stores do the resets, Mike, they haven't yet. Yeah. So if you ask if they have him in the back room, you might get lucky. Oh, okay. So they might have cases of the Revelations and new deluxes for um, Origins and uh, new cases of the Fisto Wave. Oh, nice. So they're not actively stocking anything until the clearance is moved out and the aisles are reset. Knowing Niagara Falls like I do, they're probably going to take their sweet time.
3: Oh, yeah, they usually do, which is a pain, but, you know, <laughs> is what it is. Um, but I will definitely be tracking those down. I also got uh, the reaction versions of Megatron and um, the Dead Optimus Prime because those were on clearance. And, uh, I, you know, I had no intention of buying Dead Optimus Prime, but, you know, for At eight that bucks, price. Yeah. <laughs> and I did want that Megatron, so I was really excited to get him because as as simple as the reaction figures are they are just really fun to play with like they're just fun figures and um oh good
2: oh no i was just going to say yeah i really enjoy all of them that i've grabbed
3: i want to get a lot more but i can't justify the 20 dollar price tag so it's like uh, you know if i see them for cheap i'll grab them but at 20 bucks i just i just can't um Except for if there's a figure I really, really want. Like, I might have to splurge on that Cobra Commander. But we'll, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the the other thing I got, I, I didn't actually intend on uh, having for me. But uh, my son really liked the stick bots for a little while. And oh, I yeah. saw a few of the new, like, the the super articulated ones. Because before they were, like, put together with a rubber band. It was, like, an yeah. elastic cord. You know, and, and and he had several of them. He played with all the time. Well, I happened to see at Five Below, they had the updated ones with the ratchet joints and like interchangeable hands. Like they have like axe hands and sword hands and all that. I was like, oh, that's neat. So I grabbed a few of them and you know gave them to him. And he's like, oh, I don't really like these anymore, Dad. And I'm like, oh, all right, I I, I guess I'll play with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mission accomplished. So now. I have like a handful of modern stick bots, like just on my desk. I mean, they're cool looking, but you know, I didn't intend to buy them for myself. They are fun, though. Are those the ones with the suction cup hands? Yeah, they have. Well, these ones they have regular hands, but they have suction cups in their little feet. Um Because okay. these are like the updated ones, but you can swap out their hands for suction cup hands or for weapons. Yeah, those oh. definitely remind me
1: of stick fuzz.
3: Yes, they're 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 that kind of play pattern where it's like, it literally is like a stick figure that you're playing with, but they're oddly fun because they're super articulated and they have all the swappable parts. Hey man. I mean, for that price, right? I mean, it's five bucks. (laughs) So, but yeah, like I said, didn't get a ton this week, but uh, I, I, I really like what I got. I, um, but I
1: was telling Josh, this Walmart, not Walmart. She's, Walgreens, the other wall store, has done some crazy clearance that is pretty much store to store. So you can walk in on one Walgreens and they have nothing and you walk into another and you get really lucky. Uh, So certain Marvel Legends have been ringing up for about two bucks and certain Funko Pops have been ringing up for a dollar. And uh, because of my job, I drive all over rural America. So I've been stopping at every single Walgreens I can find. And I have a giant pile of Funko Pops and a few Marvel Legends. A lot of them I find don't ring up on clearance for no particular reason. Mm. Um, They're older. You know, like I find uh, Tombstone from a very old Spider-Man Legends wave. In your mind, you're thinking, clearance, you take it up front, it doesn't ring out. But if you find, like, Wasp, she's Mm -hmm. two bucks. So it's like hit or miss, you got to grab everything you find. As long as it's not a brand new wave, have somebody scan it, you might get lucky. Um, and on top of that, a lot of LOL dolls that my daughter took. But uh, I've got those, and I'm still gradually like opening up toys in my collection to put on display in my basement that floods occasionally. Um, I opened up my Super 7 Ultimates Conan figures, and I hate to say this, they're a big disappointment um they look cool it's cool that you have them but for the most part they cannot hold any of their weapons unless you want to actively warp their hands with hot water or like a blow dryer and i am not sure i want to do that so they have tiny hands big weapons it's a little weird um conan can hoard his hold is like his uh, atlantean sword or the father sword but if you have um Like, Thorgrim comes with a giant hammer. The handle on it's huge, and he's got the very tiny, reused Masters of the Universe hands. Can't hold him to save a damn, so you kind of have to have him set it down and hold the handle. So, I don't know. That sucks.
0: I was going to get him either
1: way, but opening him up, I was hoping to get some cool poses out of him. They're going to be very vanilla, unfortunately. Uh, Tulsa Doom's pretty good, though, because he just has two daggers, so he can hold those fine.
3: That, that whole thing of not being able to hold your accessories is one of my biggest pet peeves in, in all of toydom. Like, whether it be the grip is too loose uh, to hold the weapon or the weapon is too big for the, for the figure's hand. Um, McFarlane toys, like, lately, I, I've, as, as much as I've been loving what they've been putting out, some of their figures have this problem. Because uh, the, the 40K Space Marine, which I absolutely love getting his chain sword in his hand was, I was afraid I was going to break the sword. Like, cause his, his fingers are so thick in that armor and the grip is so uh, tight that you can't really get the handle of the sword. And there's like, there, there's an uh, like a knob on the end of the hilt. So you can't just kind of slide it down into his fist. Like, so you have to like wrap his fingers around the hilt. And it, it, it took me a while. <laughs> like I had to like keep heating up the hand to just try to get it in there. Um, and then same thing with, uh, the Witcher, um, I always forget his name, but it's the skull-faced guy. Yeah. Witcher games. Um, actually <laughs> Maurice found him for $2 at Walgreens and was like, Hey, do you want this? And I'm like, yes, here's your $2. Um, but same thing with that, where I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get the sword in the hand easily. I had to like heat up the hand to do that. I, that just, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah. You know,
2: it's I've not noticed that to, with a handful of the DC figures, too.
3: Yeah, you just have to make the accessory
1: come apart. And right. You slide the handle in and reassemble it. That's usually the and, best resolution.
2: And I'm going to say this bluntly for companies like NECA. When you do that, let us know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so could, we don't
1: break them to find out. Put something
2: in the box. Yeah. Uh, well... I love it. I just need to know about it to be able to love it.
4: Yeah. Or
1: give us extra hands.
2: Like if you sculpt it so well that I can't tell that it comes apart, tell me that it comes apart.
1: Yeah. If you're going to give somebody like a Petri dish or a flamethrower, make sure we can hold it properly. Just saying. Agreed. We'll get to that. Uh, So last week's uh, seashell bottles were a little weird because my daughter got deathly ill with um cooties is basically what i'll call it she was at uh summer camp got a cold lost her voice so we had some very weird but funny arnold schwarzenegger themed seashell bottle commercials
4: um
1: and i'm hoping to have them up uh for sale on the facebook page i don't know if anybody's gonna buy them but i'm gonna try for my daughter this week um i reached out We're all big fans of this uh, local blues singer from up here called uh, Dick Fats. I was listening to his Live from Boise album, and I thought, you know what? Is he still alive? I hadn't heard anything from him in a long time. And uh, it turns out he's still making towns despite COVID. And uh, he is going to plug some of his stuff now. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, a word from our sponsor, Mr. Dick Fats. Take it away, Dick.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, Annie. Just a second. You're good. Take takes me a second to get the uh the dick voice.
1: To find the dick in your mouth and get it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> hey there, this is your local blues legend, Dick Fast. I say local because I'm from a little bit of everywhere, from every town, every place. I'm here to tell you about a new compilation I got on my greatest hits. It's called. A lot of dick in a little package. You can get all your greatest Dick Fast hits all in one place. You can get Dick Fat Blues, Dick on the River, Dick in the Wind, or my favorite, Two Dicks in the Hole, which is a reference to another album that I did, Three Dicks in the Hole. You can get all those hits on one convenient small package, which isn't something you hear often from your friend Dick Fast because I don't like talking about small packages when it comes to dick.
1: So I was at uh, a truck stop today. Not Love's. Um, whatever the truck stop is where you go into the men's room and it's like an orgy. And uh-huh. it's there's drugs everywhere. It's uh, Stabby's or whatever the hell the name is for the truck stop there. Uh, all of Dick Fat's stuff on cassette tape. Great resource, if you guys are off the beaten path, traveling highways and the byways, need something to listen to, uh, I Got Dick Fats in Your Mouth, and uh, one of his best albums. So that was from 1980-something. I can't remember exactly. Anyways,
2: for every— Yeah, like, the way his albums date back is almost inhuman.
1: I know. He's got to be in his 80s. At least. At least, least. yeah. And every Dick Fats a track we sell, we get a nickel, which helps pay for the hosting fees for the podcast. So, thanks for the support, guys. Are you guys ready for a massive news dump from San Diego Comic Con, Stay at Home Con, whatever? News, exclusives, etc.
3: Absolutely. Buckle up. Dump it.
1: Here we go. I'm going to start with Mattel Creations. Final scene: Ray Arnold 2-pack of a Raptor, Samuel Jackson in his arm, available on Mattel Creations, twenty second, twelve p.m. It's twenty five bucks. It's a nice cardboard packaging, a Raptor toy that you can find anywhere in the store. Actually, hint, hint, it's on clearance of Walmart as we speak. And a uh, little teeny tiny three and three quarter Samuel Jackson with his arm ripped off, which I think it's worth that for its price alone. Just have an armless Samuel Jackson. He doesn't have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, but it's still cool because it's Samuel Jackson.
2: And the packaging lights up, and I think it might make a noise.
1: Yeah, it's got that Mattel, like, overdesigned package for a toy you're going to rip open anyways. But uh, pretty cool, if you ask me. Uh, their other exclusive that they announced is... <laughs> A weird reverse glow in the dark scare glow from the upcoming Revelation show, which I'm probably gonna take the day off when it comes out and binge it. But instead of the standard white body with the skeleton, now it's a black body, the white skeleton, uh in a weird glow in the dark head and lots of reused parts, fabric cape. Uh the kind of an underwhelming does
2: have a wire in it.
1: That's pretty cool. The the fabric on Skeleghab was very awesome, so I'm hoping it's pretty cool on the Scareglow. I don't know if I'm gonna get it because I'm gonna be getting regular Scareglow. I really can't see why I need two. And he's got a weird power sword you can rip into two parts that looks very bizarre.
2: And it looks like it also glows.
1: Yeah, it's very clunky looking. Uh, the so, uh,
2: I will say I I took a I watched the the Mattel designer. Reveal of that exclusive
4: mm-hmm.
2: And I do Despite the fact that I can't See myself buying it I really do Applaud the over Packaging they have for him because it's pretty cool It's it's made up like an old attorney And tome book Where like oh, yeah. you take the outer split cover Off and then when you open the cover You get an initial burst of like Flashing light and then When that fades away it fades Into black light so you can actually see Him glowing in the packaging
1: that's awesome.
2: So, uh, yeah, I it over designed, yeah, unnecessary totally, but very well done and very cool. Like, totally, that is something I will say, uh, Bravo con exclusive because that's exactly the thing you should have as a con exclusive. Cool packaging, maybe a few alternate accessories, and a different DACO. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. I'm gonna have uh, trouble reconciling this new story for Scarecrow because for me the perfect story has always been the ghost obsessed with getting into Castle Grayskull and the story they gave him in the classics toy line where he's killed by Castle Grayskull man as just a gag. But I always thought that was hilarious, the the fun commercial that they made. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the middle He-Man toy line that came out about oh seven or eight years ago now was masters of the universe classics and they had a fan creation character the character that won was a character called castle grayskull man who was a he-man character if it was castle grayskull and the story they had is that during one of the ultimate battlegrounds which is the pack and poster you would get with he-man toys back in the day that have everybody fighting so they had a big battle scarecrow tries to get into castle grayskull but castle grayskull blows the door open and crushes uh Scare-Glo and kills him which i always thought was kind of fun okay. he also pees his pants <laughs> 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 so there always made it a point to kill certain characters um which i always found kind of funny um but i think this this new version of masters universe is kind of making its own story which is fine but This is my continuity until I find something better. There are NECA re-releases coming out of the Turtle 4-pack. Rasputin and Genghis are coming. You can get those up on target. Let me double-check to see if they're still active. Yep, still there. Go ahead and order it on NECA.com. I'm sorry. So if you miss it in stores the first time, people are finding the... Turtles in Disguise and the Coming Out of the Shell Tours four-packs again in stores, so you might get lucky.
2: McFarlane, yeah, I did see them on uh, uh, on my local Target shelves uh, twice now.
1: Yep. <clears throat> the Turtles in Disguise pack is pretty awesome. The Coming Out of the Shells is for hardcore fans only.
3: Yeah. NECA, I still find those terrifying, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I was the perfect age when that happened and I thought it was weird then. I think it's weird now. NECA is not NECA. McFarlane is teasing Princess Bride figures with horrible articulation because McFarlane still hasn't figured out how to articulate its figures. But um, there is a teaser for Mr. Montoya. I can never pronounce his first name properly, so I'm just not going to bother. But he's got... Cut joints that totally break up the sculpt, and there's no word yet if they actually have any kind of likeness. uh McFarlane has been putting out a lot of stuff without likenesses, and people are just so high in McFarlane right now that they're giving him a pass. Um, you can see that with a lot of their DC Justice League stuff right now. There is no likeness for um, Bruce Wayne, Aquaman, um, but people are giving him a pass for whatever reason. NECA has teased a Matt Hooper figure from Jaws. I'm guessing that it is the Mego style with the cloth outfit because their Quint figure was the same way. Um, there was nothing showed off at the Comic Con panel other than some accessories. So his hat, a bag, a bucket of chum. Take that, with man! A what a figure.
2: kick in the so, balls it would be if it were an Ultimate figure.
1: <laughs> it's Neca. I don't. I'm not even going to pretend to understand their thinking on a lot of stuff. Figures that I think should be ultimates aren't. And figures that I don't think should be ultimates are. So, uh, Mezco has showed off their Godzilla 5 points 2 pack of the Mothra twins with Mothra. It looks really, really, really good. Um, Yeah,
2: that's a really cool set.
1: My only complaint with these 5 points figures from Mezco is they look too good. Anything in that scale with that amount of articulation, I kind of want it to look a little dumbed down with soft sculpts. And Mezco has kind of gone out of their way to make things look really nice. So take it or leave it. Uh, But their Godzilla stuff is pretty cool, in my opinion. Um, I'm a Godzilla collector, but not that big of a Godzilla collector. Mm -hmm. But the twins definitely don't get any kind of love. So that's pretty cool. Uh, more Golden Axe stuff from Storm Collectibles. Uh, this time it's the female barbarian Tyrese Flair. And she comes with the blue dragon. And again, if I collected these, it's very awesome. But I don't. There are Hammer Horror statues coming from Sideshow with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing from Dracula. Someday somebody will make action figures that aren't the bizarre mega ones that are out now. Uh, it sure as hell is in NECA because they didn't show anything off today. Uh, what else do we got? Do, do, do. I'm taking pot shots at all these toy companies. <laughs> uh, there is a big, big, big announcement from Hasbro that we'll come back to about Galactus. McFarland has the Disney license or the Disney Mirrorverse app game license where it's your favorite Disney characters, but they're extreme and they have armor and they have
3: exaggerated anime looks.
2: I won't deny some of these look kind of interesting.
3: Yeah. It, it, you know what? It it kind of brings up kingdom hearts vibes to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I love kingdom Kingdom Hearts. hearts. No, I know it's not. It's just, it's one of those things. Like when I first heard, wait, Disney and the final fantasy universe, like, goofy with weapons no no i don't like that at all and then i played the game and i'm like oh my god this works so good (laughs) it's not a bad game
1: um but also like if you want a captain jack figure he's got a skeleton arm so there's that (laughs) it's just weird and yeah very mcfarlane
3: i do have to give it to mcfarlane though that he's kind of uh they're kind of deciding to go with not only collectors but they're aiming at kids they have the smaller five inch, like, um, you know, the, the lower priced figures aimed at children, which I, I think is a really good move. So, yeah, I um, like that.
1: All of the stuff they've shown, I think Buzz is the winner here. But, you know, it's basically who's your favorite Disney character. And like, I don't know why anybody wants Sully with giant armor. You know? Uh,
2: you know, it's it's kind of cool, though, because his armor is directly based off of, like, the, the little uh, cleanup teams.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I won't lie. I think it looks kind of cool. It's not something I'll be picking up, but the idea of pissed-off Sully with robot armor is kind of fun.
1: Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I don't hate it, but not for me.
2: Plus, you know, you can almost hear the advertisements in your head, just like an easy... There you go. This is uh, Tom McFarlane here. Uh, I just want to tell you that we got these new Disney Mirrorverse figures. Uh, some of them come with uh, accessories. that uh, look, look, you can put it uh, yeah, right, right there in the hands. Uh, you can uh, kind of pose it one way, uh, pose it another way, uh, put it up on your desk. Uh, if you buy two, you can pose them two different ways. It's almost like having two different figures. Uh, Tom McFarlane, buy it. Todd toys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: Accurate.
1: Uh, let's see here. Star Wars, their next big HasLab item is, for Star Wars, the Rancor monster. I'm assuming that it's the 6 section-scale Black Series Rancor monster. Um, yeah.
2: I assume so, but they haven't actually clarified it. But uh, did, you, did you see the way it was wonderfully leaked
1: before it was announced? <laughs> no. Yeah, you,
2: you sent that to me. Oh, God, the video was amazing.
1: So what is it? Can you describe it?
2: Yeah, it's basically it's the designer, and he's starting to talk about uh, the future of HasLab products and projects. And he's going like, you know, as as you'll, there are some different HasLab projects coming up, like the uh, Black Series Rancor, the uh, the next Star Wars Black Series project that we're going to have coming up that we'll announce here soon. <laughs> and you can yeah. like you can just see his face freeze momentarily. <laughs>
3: That video was fantastic because they they did the Curb Your Enthusiasm music over top of that, and then uh, oh. it w- it was maybe
2: hours later that they put up the official teaser for the Rancor because they were like, well, we got to save face now, right?
1: As much as I love Rancor, I don't love it at Haslab prices, which again we'll
2: get to it. Um. Hey, if it can eat three and three-fourth-inch figures, that might be a game-changer for me. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe.
1: We'll see. Uh, kind of the big unsung hero today for all the news that leaked out. New reaction stuff. So, Reagan from The Exorcist. Uh, Michael Knight from Knight Rider. Mondo Gecko. Ray Filet. Slash. Metallic Voltron. And this little guy named Mutagen Man. Who yes. looks awesome? It's just a render, but I want to buy twenty of them.
2: You know, I gotta say, I kind of love the looks of all of these. I do. They're too.
1: all great. Yeah.
2: Like I love that Reagan uh, has her head on backwards.
1: Yes, that's awesome. That
2: me up. I hope the hair is sculpted so she is permanently like that. I do
1: too. <laughs> uh, I like I will... slash. Getting some love, hopefully uh that means he's coming soon in ultimate sport
2: the Hoff, no question,
1: yeah, uh, I hope they make the car. I hope they make it. It seems kind of weird to have one without the other. and I hope they make as an exclusive evil Michael Knight with his goatee because it's a simple repaint.
0: oh God,
2: yes,
1: um never a huge fan of the show, but you know it's the Hoff. Uh now we're getting into the better stuff here. NECA. Let me ask you a question. Mike, are you a good speller?
3: Uh depends. <laughs> Sometimes yes.
1: Josh, how's your
2: spelling? Not terrible.
1: Did you know that you can't spell disappointment without the letters N, E, C, and A?
4: <laughs>
1: it's true. <laughs> So uh,
2: for, we've been making- all the, for all the enthusiasm that they tried to put into that panel, I gotta say it was pretty lackluster.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna start off by saying whoever was moderating this Blaine Rosenbaum. Never heard of him. Is he somebody important? I'm confused.
2: I I'm assuming he's a NECA employee.
1: I don't know. He's got this ridiculous mustache. It bothers me. I began to focus on it the more disappointed I got with the <laughs> panel.
2: I um, wish I could say I didn't understand what you mean, but I kind of did the same.
1: So they started off this panel with Back to the Future stuff, where they're just making variants of the th- you know three main characters now, and it's just Biff, Doc, and Marty. I'm not even going to waste your time with it. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Biff from part two with this hoverboard. He looks cool. I don't know many people that are like super into back to the future, but, uh, apparently they are there. You know,
2: I gotta say, I love, love the trilogy. Yeah. I don't think I once was like, man, I love this so much. I got to have toys for it.
4: Yeah.
3: I... Honestly, the, the only toy I have back to the future related is the transformer crossover. Like that's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I have the uh, the Lego DeLorean set. But I yeah, also you, have a Lego City, so
1: Everybody gets a DeLorean. And that's right. it. You don't think that, like I need 15 Martys. You know, it's very strange.
2: If I if I see a clearance Doc Brown, I'm going to go for it and customize it into a Judge Doom, but
1: Oh. I mean, it's Christopher Lloyd. I mean, so yeah. Uh. It's funny that you mention that. Um, NECA, in true NECA fashion, is getting their money's worth out of their Defenders of the Earth line. So, if you remember previously, they made Flash Gordon, Ming the Merciless, and the Phantom. And, boy, did they repaint them in this reveal on the panel. So, you've got classic pulp-looking Flash Gordon from the old serial comic strip with classic red outfit... He's got a studded collar, a sword, a classic pistol. You've got classic Ming the Merciless, which, reusing some parts, he's got a new head, new sword. The same belt with the sword and the pistol that Flash has. Phantom, the way he should have came the first time, with his two pistols and his stripy underwear. I'm mad about this because I bought Phantom full retail, 3D-printed guns and fixed mine up so he was appropriate instead of the weird 80s cartoon Phantom with the laser blaster. But now he's Mm -hmm. out proper, and i got to buy him again. It's bugging me. Uh, So those are coming out. Then they showed Phantom also comes with a cool skull head, if that's your thing. movie repainted Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless, which are just the comic book heads on bodies inspired by the movie. So they don't have actor likenesses. Ming looks awesome. He's all red. He's got soft goods. Looks great. Flash is a repaint of their just basic muscle buck by it they've been using for some of their superheroes like Flash Gordon, like the Phantom Batman, Green Lantern, and he's got the sword from the movie. But there's definitely no likeness rights. This is a Walmart exclusive that's coming out later. It was supposed to be a Comic-Con thing. And on top of that, on retro card backs Based on the toys that came out when we were kids, not the Defenders of the Earth, but Flash Gordon toys, there is another Ming and another Flash. Uh, this time in their three and three quarter paint inspired decos. Take it or leave it. Um, they showed off merchandise for the boys, which I've had complaints. That the figures look weird, but they're actually showing costume pictures from the show. Which they never give you full body looks at these characters. There's so much going on, you don't have time to stop and absorb it. Everybody has a huge cod piece to kind of over accentuate the masculinity of these characters. It's ridiculous. So, to I say, thought, the least. yeah, I thought Homelander had a giant crotch in his figure. He has a giant crotch in the show. He's got this ridiculous <laughs> yep. cod piece. So Although
2: I will say, I do feel like the likenesses are still a little off on these.
1: They are. Um, Black Noir is coming out. He has no likeness because it's black noir. Looks pretty good. And there's A-Train, which again has a giant package. His figure's coming out and they tease the lower half of him with his junk dead center in the picture frame.
2: <laughs> then, Look at A-Train's A-Train.
1: Exactly. Then they jumped to the horror reveals with this guy that looks like a televangelist named Stefan Fulkins. Which I'm sure he's a cool guy. Hopefully we get to deal with him someday. But he's got this pompadour hair. It's very strange. Uh, So, fabric clothing, Bride of Chucky 2-pack. If you've got the other Bride of Chucky 2-pack, you don't need this Bride of Chucky 2-pack. But they're making it with cloth clothing for NECA reasons, I guess. Um, The big thing that they showed off that me and Josh agreed, I hope Mike does too. The Halloween 2 2-pack with Loomis and Michael Myers. The big selling point in this, other than Loomis, which is cool because he has ultimate form uh, Mm -hmm. articulation, is the fact that you could set Michael Myers on fire. He's got clip on flames. Yep. Which is super, super cool. It looks ridiculous, and I'll be buying it just to have a flaming Michael Myers.
2: And I really hope they can fit on other figures.
3: Oh, God. Yeah, I
2: hope so too. uh, You could just light so many figures on fire.
3: And now I don't have an Ultimates Michael Myers yet. Like, I I didn't pick any of them up. Um, I kept meaning to get the part two Michael Myers they released, but I just I never saw one uh, in, in like I never saw one when I had money, <laughs> like when I had money to spend. Every time I saw them at Target, it was like, I really can't afford this right now. So, nope. Um, but so now that I, there's one with Loomis and the fire, I'm like, OK, well, I haven't bought one previously, so I'm going to get this. Yeah, and, you
1: know, Michael Myers is one of those, like, you get one Michael Myers, you don't need more Michael Myers, because he's he rarely changes. Yeah. Um, You know, Halloween Kills being, like, the first big departure from his look with the melted mask. But um, they teased the NECA creep from Creepshow 1.
4: From and original, if you
1: look, yeah, if you look at the picture, it's clearly, like, the corpse reaching through the ticket booth. That's what they sculpted. It's super cool looking. Uh, Originally, when they were describing it, I was watching the panel. It just just sounded like a re-release of the previous figure, but this is all new. So, fingers crossed that we get hopefully more creep show like Fluffy. Oh, I would or Jordy, please, please, please. (laughs) Um, here is the biggest reveal. I was just my jaw hit the floor. Outpost. RJ McCready with flamethrower, because one RJ wasn't enough. Now you need two. Big shocker. And Oops, you sorry, have, that was me. You could have him set your Michael Myers on fire.
3: <laughs> you know. And oh, I'm gonna have to get him now.
1: <laughs> the big selling point was he comes with the petri dish. Which, if I have to, I think I will go on eBay and just buy the petri dish. Because I don't need Kenny Loggins with a flamethrower. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, we knew they were going to do this, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they said there's more things coming out, wink, wink. But they could have given him a spider hat or something. Like, they didn't even try. Which, So that's a big thumbs down for me. Uh, Then they teased the Invisible Man coming out for the Universal Monsters, which wasn't even funny. It's just an empty picture uh their next reveal from the universal monsters was the mummy which we've seen already looks really cool they've included the sarcophagus now which the diamond select version had uh so this is a definite upgrade if you wanted to get rid of your diamond select one you can have this one from NECA, which looks beautiful uh they said they're going to complete the lost tribe with this ultimate articulation which is like a few more joints if you've Got the figures already and new weapons. Um, that's all they showed for Predator. And it's kind of a letdown. Then they teased. They didn't tease. They just let it out of the bag that the big reveal that they had a few weeks ago where they showed the silhouette of a Predator head. Not Predator head. An alien head. Sort of looked like a Capcom Aliens vs. Predator. Um, Talon alien. I got that name wrong. But I was like, Nah can't be but it is they're just repainting them in all black so if you've got the aliens versus predator special aliens now they have movie accurate color schemes plus some extra articulation which is you know per the usual from NECA uh in all black I'll have to get these I'm kind of ashamed of that
3: I'm happy with my video game versions
1: yep. yeah same There is a Demolition 2-pack, Gremlins New Batch 2-pack with a brown Gremlin and a green Gremlin with a ton of accessories, construction outfits, dynamite, a mallet, a big cartoon bomb. I have religiously been buying all of the Gremlins 2 stuff. This is the first time I feel like I might skip them Um, because they're literally just background Gremlins if they're real Gremlins at all. I don't even feel like watching the movie to see if they're in there. To be honest, uh, they teased an upgraded brain figure. I've got the old brain figure. I don't think I need this one. But stuff it's from- an
2: ultimate brain, I'm sure.
1: Ooh, he's got ankle articulation. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> NECA Gargoyle stuff, which I keep telling myself I'm not going to buy it. I don't know if today changed my mind. Uh, they showed off Goliath's packaging. They showed off Demona, Goliath's on-again, off-again Good guy, bad guy, love interest. And in typical NECA fashion, the next figure is a repainted Goliath as Evil Goliath, which is like Goliath backwards. And he's got white hair instead of black hair. A character I don't remember from the show when I was a kid, but he's real. And if NECA can find a way to reuse the sculpt and save a few bucks, they're going to do it. Then the real, you know big reveals for this Comic-Con stuff was Ninja Turtles stuff. So they showed off the Loot Crate exclusive Danny Pennington with they really wanted to, like, hammer home that they have a Sex Pistol License t-shirt, which I love the Ninja Turtles movie. I don't care enough to get it. Um, unmasked Casey Jones. I've got Casey Jones. I want him with the mask on. I don't need... Is it Elias Codis the guy plays him?
2: Uh, you know... About- The thing that bothers me about this is the fact that they include a mask that cannot go on his face.
1: Yeah, I don't care. I've got he's got the masked head. It's part of. So if you miss him the first time, which a lot of people did, this is cool. I found the other one that came out. I don't need another Casey Jones. Uh, But, you know, good on them for getting this back out there. The likeness is pretty good, all things considered. Uh Secret of the U's regular Shredder with his big crazy helmet. Uh, new cape. Purple instead of that maroon color. And he has an unmasked profile and a bunch of new weapons. That they were going to include with other Shredder figures. Didn't have space form. And the TGRI. Uh, music canister gun and a giant thing of flowers. And because it's NECA. The Super Shredder figures coming out a third time. This time with. Original toy inspired paintway. So he's purple with highlights and a new belt. And And a a, base. A base. Ooh. Uh, I will move on. Yeah. I'll move on to the cartoon reveals. They tease Fugitoid. They have.
2: Mirage Fugitoid.
1: Son of a bitch. Yes, you're right. That's awesome they have the previously showed scumbug and the ant guy whose name i completely forgot josh help me out and Antrax. Antrax. my favorite metal band uh i like scumbug Antrax. meh but scumbug was a favorite when i was a kid they have oh god the groundhog dirtbag And the robot bull guy, Josh. Ground
3: Chuck, Ground Chuck, (laughs)
1: yeah. Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Uh, These guys look pretty cool. Two pack. If you're a fan of the cartoons, I think it's totally worth getting. Uh, The only problem being they're so similar to the toys that if you want to wait for the Super Seven versions, you got to make a choice. Um, Me personally, I prefer the Super Seven, but these will be out before the Super Sevens for sure. Uh, a cool thing that ground can do is he can come out of the ground. You can break Dirt him apart the waist. Dirt bag. What? All right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take away my Ninja Turtles card. Um, a big deluxe set with. Oh my god, it's been a long day. Wing nut
2: and screw loose. Yes,
1: wing nut and screw
2: loose.
1: I'm uh, so excited for this pack. This one is super cool. Um, but again very similar to the toys so if you're not sure which one you're going to get you kind of have to make a choice i think they're both worth getting because wingnut is such a cool character um i kind of put him up there with like if you had to pick from the fun uh not the rogues gallery from ninja turtles but like their allies that were also animals i think wingnut is definitely one of them and he's a mighty mutant animal so right i think it's worth getting
3: uh I and i think, think he's that, gonna be pretty different from the super seven one if he comes out because the super seven one that the costume was tore to hell and there was like all this battle damage on his wings and
1: yeah he had that like brundlefly fly ripping apart mutation aspect to him yeah um, and they also showed off more of the colossal chrome dome figure which is really sweet and finally, the news team playset that was supposed to be a Comic-Con exclusive, where you get Cat April, Irma, Vernon, and the news director guy, whose name I can't Burn. believe
3: Burn. Yeah. yeah.
1: I knew that. <laughs> um, first time in the line for a lot of these guys, in particular Irma, who is, in my opinion, uh, much needed. Get an update. She had the older Turtles figure, didn't she? The Toon Turtles?
2: Yeah, she did. Yeah. So did Burn, actually. Yep. He was, uh, God, he was such a terrible figure. He's just eating a sandwich.
3: <laughs> he's like stepping on food. He's. <laughs> oh, he was, was bad.
1: Well, typical Playmates. Tears hoping They make a. Uh, the most recent version of Irma that turned out to be a Krang. Um, I always thought oh. that was a fun twist.
2: That was such- God. I, yeah. I want an Irma Bot. Yeah.
1: Irma Bot was awesome. Uh I believe that is it. So the Channel 6 uh, pack nope, they they also.
2: something. Yep. yep.
1: Oh yeah, and animated versions of Token Razor. Yep. Which looking at the silhouettes don't look like a reuse of the movie Token Razor, but I wouldn't throw it past them.
3: Uh yeah, I don't think it is. These look more cuz the cartoon versions were more inspired by the action figures. So
1: yeah, they were in the cartoon like?
3: Yeah. Okay, that confirms it. I
2: never I saw that. I don't remember them being in the cartoon, but
3: later season, I want to say seven or eight. Like it was toward the end. Like it was when, um, b- it was before they were fighting. Oh God, now I'm forgetting the the weird alien mob boss's name. Um, it was before. Lord they Dreg. Were, yeah, no, it was af- after Dreg. There was there was Lord. Or no, I'm sorry, before Dreg, there was Lord Dreg, but there was the slimy dude before him, and I forget his oh, name. Oh yeah, yeah like an intergalactic gangster i can't yeah. remember his name but i want to say it was around those seasons that they finally popped up and it was very strange because razar was like super smart <laughs> like he wasn't he wasn't a drooling you know baby he, he was like and his voice was ridiculous like he actually there's this one line that always sticks in my head where he like pats toka on the shell and he's like toka you are my only friend and it's like wait what <laughs> like it's so weird <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have to look this up. <laughs>
1: oh, that's going to be for I, a sweet two-pack.
3: Yeah. When I when I got the uh, collection, the Party Wagon uh, DVD collection, I slowly went through all of the seasons when, when my son was still an infant and would watch Ninja Turtles with me. <laughs> so I like I my way through the, the series.
2: And I could be mistaken, but I, I'm pretty sure they, they point-blank gave away uh, next the next big con exclusive they're doing too what's that because they uh they were kind of trying to do a tease and they said that you know they've done so many two packs that who knows maybe the next con they'll do a three pack it's something different hmm it's the neutrinos it has to be yeah yeah what other what other trio
3: of characters would they do for ninja turtles
1: i can't think of any
3: especially the animated ninja turtles yeah yeah
1: because the neutrinos are such heavy hitters. I feel like if they did something else, people would be like, "Wait a minute. yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully they don't skip on their
3: flying car, but I'm I, I was successful. just I was just gonna say that would be the one disappointment is you you kind of need the the car for the neutrinos. I remember always being ticked off as a kid that we got the foot cruiser, which was like you know the uh, the bad guy version, but when we got the was it Zach the neutrino? Was that the one we got in the regular line?
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: And then we got like the tune, the tune versions of the other. Uh, I don't know. Did we get all three or did? Because I remember the female. Yeah, we did. Okay. I couldn't remember if we got all three Um, because I know I only had Zach mainly because he had a hoverboard and I thought that was cool. But uh, I was always pissed that we never got the red or blue neutrino flying cars because that foot cruiser was one of my all time favorite vehicles and I totally would have got the other two. (laughs) Yeah, that was a badass vehicle. Such a cool vehicle.
1: All right. I'm going to take a two-minute break, guys. Not even two minutes, like half a minute. And then we're going to come back with a Dick Fats commercial. And then we're going to talk about Galactus. All, All right. Yeah. So I'll, take a I'll be right while. back.
0: Hello, this is Werner Herzog with deep thoughts. I am here to give you thoughts that are both deep and profound regarding The toys that you used to play with. Have you ever considered that the Masters of the Universe Slime Pit was somewhat like a child's dreams? You would fill it up with the slime and then slowly watch it ooze away, dry up, and crisp to nothing, very much like your dreams did as you slowly put away your childhood toys and grew into adulthood, where you slowly realized even more so that adulthood was even more bizarre than childhood, because while childhood was littered with characters like Skeletor, Optimus Prime, and Cobra Commander, your adulthood was littered with things such as knowing that chickens can be hypnotized and also... That people will suddenly put things up the anus like a gerbil or yogurt for sexual pleasure. These things, once you know, you can never unknow. And they eat away at your soul, more so than a simple character named Merman that was once named (laughs) Seaman. This is Deep Thought with Werner Herzog. (laughs)
4: I love coming back to that. I just
2: immediately started rambling.
1: (laughs) Okay. We're back, and we are going to have a quick word from our friend. I think he's got a handler like the Colonel, but uh, Mr. Dick Fats wants to tell you about his big disc catalog. And how he wants you to buy it. So we'll be right back. With the word from our sponsor this week.
5: Oh I woke up this morning. And I feel like a tripod. And I just looked next to me. There's a group because I'm a blue guy. And I went downstairs. I tripped on my shoes. I put on the news. I saw someone. Die cause they slipped in capoo. I guess I got the dick fat blues. Yeah, you can hear that dick fat blues and all sorts of other good things from dick fast. On my dick fast compilation album, Three Dicks in a Hole, it's me and two of my other friends named Dick. And we sing you lots of all good song musics. music. You can listen to it with through, through your phone on, on your iPod and all your listening fancy devices that let you listen to music so you can just walk around with a little dick in your hand.
4: <laughs> I have oh. to mute for these. Oh my god. I
1: bite my <laughs> lower lip. <laughs> if,
3: if I don't mute, I'm gonna laugh.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. We're back and we're going to have a discussion now about the wild, wonderful world of crowdfunded big toy company action figures. Uh, It came out today that Mattel Creations has released their first big crowdfunded project in a 90s new era themed wrestling ring for the WWF at the time now WWE. It's a cool set because you can build it like a traditional wrestling ring is built with steel frames, two by fours, an actual canvas tarp, leather turnbuckles, metal hooks, rubber rubber ropes, the works. It's going to be really awesome, and it comes with an exclusive Diesel figure. Uh, the a, older a
2: really cool entryway.
1: Yes, the early '90s Raw entryway. Uh, something that doesn't come up on the show that much because it doesn't really apply to what we do. I'm a big wrestling fan. I have a lot of friends that are actual professional wrestlers. I go to wrestling shows, local and otherwise. Um, But I don't collect a ton of the figures, because it's one of those things, like, if you're going to collect Star Wars, you collect nothing but Star Wars. Uh, Same thing for Transformers, things like that. It's very hard to casually collect wrestling items. So I'm very picky with what I buy. Um... Like, in particular, like, I'll buy anything Cactus Jack. But, uh, having said that, it's Mattel's big crowdfunding thing that comes on the heels of the biggest, craziest crowdfunding thing I've ever seen. And that is Hasbro's, Haslabs, Galactus. Two and a half feet tall. LED lights. 70 points of articulation. Three faces. And that is just what they've shown. There's also stretch goals, things like that. And big surprise, it's four hundred dollars. So you gotta ask yourself, how bad do I want it? Because it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I bought two sentinels with the idea being I'll buy one and then I'll flip the other. To cover the costs of the first one. That one sold so well. That it got all of the stretch goals included. Which was two new action figures. And new heads for the Sentinel. Very cool. Having said that. I don't have the Sentinel in hand. Nobody has it. Nobody knows what they're getting yet. And yeah, Hasbro.
2: That's, is, that's a little maddening.
1: Yeah. Hasbro's tacking on another $150. To this Galactus figure. And they want you to go all in. And it's like. uh, I don't know. If I want to do this. Yeah. You know I have. The first Galactus that came out. From Toy Biz. The Build-A-Figure. It's fine. It's a very good toy. I never bought the second one. That was in scale to their three and three quarter line. And now you've got this beast. That's the size of a toddler.
2: And you know, I get that it has the size, I get the tooling cost, the part count, the fact that it has LEDs, all the bells and whistles, etc. 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 But for four hundred dollars, the last big thing they did transformed. Yeah, yeah.
1: And not that good.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But like even still, like it transformed. So this raises the further questions of like Okay, so at that price point, which decidedly a few years ago would have, you know, been able to afford more parts because it was a few years ago and, you know, costs go up, why couldn't Unicron have the LED light feature?
4: I
1: know. Yeah. This this seems like, what can we get away with?
2: It absolutely does.
1: You know? And... I keep telling myself that I'm not gonna get this. But I told myself I wasn't gonna get Snake Mountain. I told myself I wasn't gonna get the Sentinel. And then with the last week of crowdfunding, I buckled and I got it. So well, this is also, more like can I get together four hundred dollars somehow plus probably close to a hundred dollars to ship it to get Well, what
2: was the uh the retail for Snake Mountain? That was six hundred, right? Yeah. Now, but for six hundred you got a massive play set. Yes. Like, I didn't, I didn't back it, obviously, so I don't have one to save this. But just looking at it, I can look at it and say, okay, yeah, I can see why that was yeah, $600. I can't look at it and be like, yeah, that's a $400 toy.
1: It's not. It's half that. It's a $200 toy. This is the cost of a Nintendo Switch yeah for comparisons and, and i know that because
3: i just bought a nintendo switch <laughs> anytime and i see just a jumping. figure
2: oh sorry good oh no go ahead mike
3: i would say anytime i see a figure that is over 200 dollars, i immediately tune out and i hate to say that but it's like i have never seen a figure over 200 bucks where i'm like i must own that like that is going to be a huge part of my collection. It's really hard for me to justify spending that kind of cash on any action figure, because once you get up over 200 bucks, you are looking at like video game system costs. You're looking at like, hell, even like a new uh, tablet or a phone like those are it's 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 just too much for a toy. Um, And, And I get it. It's collector aimed, but still.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I have. You know, I have the last three, I actually have the last four Titan class figures in hand Mm -hmm. and you can't, and all of them like, okay, yeah, there have been slight increases in price over the years, but all of them retailed for, let's say the average of $160. Right. Uh, Averaging, you know, just the four together. And for that price point, you can't tell me with what they did with Scorponok, you can't do a two hundred dollar direct con- to consumer that I can speak direct to consumer Galactus that is comparable to this Haslab one. You can't tell me that you can't do that.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I'm looking at it like, right now. So let's let's cut costs. Let's say that Hasbro isn't being greedy. And they're doing this like this is an actual good estimate of how much it's going to cost. First of all, we don't need the LEDs. Take them out. Yeah. Get rid of those. Let's say that takes uh, 50 bucks off the price. Okay. We don't need all the face plates. Take those out. Maybe another 10. He doesn't need articulated fingers. Take those out. You can get this down to a reasonable price. I feel like this is Hasbro testing the waters to see how much they can charge and get out of their fans. And
2: right. Like I again, like just again, comparison, because there's the giant figures that I have on hand and made by Hasbro. Scorponok does not have. Well, he has giant claws, but he doesn't have articulated fingers. He can still hold figures just fine. Yeah. Uh, The Ark does not have fully articulated fingers. He can hold the core class figures just fine.
4: Yeah. Now they
2: can, if, if they want to, there is an easy way to design those hands without fully articulated finger fingers to be able to interact with Marvel legends.
1: Let's just play devil's advocate here and assume that a stretch goal their, their stretch goals for the Sentinel were figures.
2: Oh, it's going to be Surfer.
1: So he needs to hold some sort of Silver Surfer in one of his hands. It won't be true Marvel Legends scale. I'm thinking it'll be like a, a tiny hero click. It's fine. Um, I'd rather he have something tiny because if I had a Silver Surfer toy that fell out of Galactus' hand and broke, I would be livid.
4: Because yeah. it
1: would be some sort of exclusive paint job for a $400 figure. I don't want that. But you just need to give him one closed hand and one open hand. As a huge Marvel Legends fan, I would prefer that we got some of his other heralds, including Silver Surfer. So, you know, it hasn't always been Silver Surfer. It's been his girlfriend. Um, Things like that. Maybe some tentacles for tearing apart a planet or some Kirby Kirby crackle effects. If you really want to go crazy. But I'd rather have instead of extras the price drop. Yeah. Um to get the Sentinel, actually not the Sentinel, to get Snake Mountain, I had to sell my entire Mythic Legions collection to pre-order that son of a bitch. Because on top of the price, the shipping was like a hundred dollars. And yeah. when I got it, it's the size of a, a washing machine, the packaging. It's insane. Um, but it's worth it. You got everything except for and included pack and figure, which is fine,
2: but and was- you know, the other thing to consider, jumping back to other Hasbro crowdfunded projects, is looking back at Unicron from the first painted prototype pictures to final product, there were a lot of paint apps cut.
4: Yeah, 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 there were. So,
2: what are we looking at getting cut between? these pictures of Galactus and when it comes in hand
1: for the price I'm paying, these need to be hand painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. I want some poor underpaid Chinese guy to come to my house and hand paint
4: these.
1: <laughs> and just so I don't come off like a racist jerk, he can, he can just not go back. He can stay with me. <laughs>
2: not sure if that makes it better, but okay. No,
1: not, not, no. I mean, you can just like, go on, get out of here. Like China's horrible, but.
2: <laughs> so, so it's going to be Harry and the Hendersons. Go be free.
1: <laughs> and he's not going to know what to do. <laughs> Remember that time in the show when I wanted to be all like woke and sound cool. And I just stuck my foot in my mouth and said something horribly racist. <laughs> um, all right. Now, having said all that, how we have mixed feelings about this Galactus figure what would you guys crowdfund? fund? What do, What do you think is a at a four hundred dollar price point? Oof. I can think of one thing only, and even then, it wouldn't be that. It'd be more than that, and that's Eternia.
2: Yep. Yeah. But I, you know, I I do get the distinct feeling that that's what the Mattel crowdfunding is leading to.
4: Yeah.
3: I just. I don't know. I, I have a really hard time with, like I said, any kind of toy that, that crests over 200 for me, it's very difficult, but play sets I think would be the one thing. So going back to a previous episode, if suddenly Hasbro was like, Hey, here's a fortress of fangs. Yeah. I yeah. might have to bite the bullet on that one. Um, you know, as far as, uh, as, as other items, possibly like a cobra teradrome um i don't i have no desire to ever own the flag (laughs) just because it's too big but (laughs) i've never had a desire to own the flag however the uh the mobile command center for the joes i yeah that i would throw some money at but
4: oh i'm suddenly
2: just giggling to myself thinking of like has lab leaking the next like the next big project and it's like it's a gi joe classified uss flag
3: the size of a ford bronco
4: oh god (laughs)
1: yeah
3: at that point it would have to double as furniture like it'd be like here's the uss flag but if you fold up its top there's a couch inside you know here's the uss flag but the, uh, you know, the control tower also works as a uh,
2: driver's seat, so you can drive it around like a truck. <laughs> it's rated for highway miles.
1: <laughs> you know, I can't picture the flag, but I can picture them doing a vehicle and having it be crowdfunded and more than you would want to spend. Oh, like,
3: it would be a sky striker or a Rattler.
1: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. You know, I gotta say, though, looking... Looking at Mattel and the way they seem to be approaching, at least specifically, uh, Origins, I get the feeling absolutely Eternia would be crowdfunded if they went for it.
4: Mm-hmm. But I
2: don't necessarily think it's going to crest over $250. Yeah, I mean, that you figure... Grace that seems what? to be... Well, yeah, when you take into account that Grayskull was uh, original retail 75. Right. And then take into account that even their highest count mega construct set top out at 250.
3: Yeah. This is true. Yeah, Mattel seems to be pretty reasonable with it. They own
1: the IP. Unlike this is t- also true. Doesn't completely own Transformers. Doesn't. They have to pay licensing rights for anything Marvel.
2: Star uh, Wars.
1: Yeah. The only thing that they could would be G.I. Joe. Right. Which.
4: I, w- I don't know be. who.
1: Yeah. Who's going to have who has more fans? Marvel Legends or G.I. Joe? Oh, Marvel Legends. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's definitely more Transformers fans than any of the fans that Hasbro has. And maybe the only thing bigger than Transformers is Star Wars. Right. So we're gonna see how this goes. Uh, right now, I'm saying no because this is like a mortgage payment.
3: But who knows? You know, it's you know. Okay. You know what? What what giant figures I would have to back, and I would have a really hard time doing it, but I would have to, is if they were to bring back the uh, the Shogun Warriors line, but update articulation all the extra like you know all the extra features like uh, articulated hands but still have the launching missiles the launching fists all that I had those as a kid I freaking loved those as a kid including the Godzilla um that I would throw money at but I don't even know who owns the license to that I know Super Seven's been playing around with them but
1: it's I, um Takara Takara owns okay so I think um And this is going to segue into a bit of news that I forgot to bring up. You said Snake on that Snake Mountain Fortress of Fangs. If Hasbro, if we had a solid year of D&D figures and then they said Fortress of Fangs around four hundred dollars with all the bells and whistles. Yes. Yeah, I would absolutely do it. Um, Mattel with the wrestling stuff, it's going to be giant play sets. So I don't really have a big interest in just it's different kinds of wrestling rings, things like that. Uh, There isn't a 300 foot tall wrestler. Yeah, that would make any (laughs) sense. Um, News that I forgot to mention. Mattel is doing movie themed wrestling figures. So they have John Cena from the latest Fast and the Furious, The Rock from Hobbs and Shaw and Roddy Piper from They Live coming out. There's oh. only been pictures of The Rock, and it's like him with a hula dress on from some random scene in the movie. I think it's just John in street clothes. I don't know what... I think they're just going to take a Roddy Piper figure and paint a t-shirt on him and stuff. Um, I will
3: get out of all of these.
1: Yeah. Because...
3: <laughs> I, I at least need Roddy Piper.
1: The neck of Roddy Piper, the cloth goods one, can't play with it. Mm-hmm. It's very stiff. You can't see the joints because of the clothes. This is perfect. If you want it, it's a $20 figure. It's a retail. People are finding, apparently they're popping up in Canada, but I haven't seen pictures yet. Um, so it's happening. And the Mattel news, the wrestling figure news, the He-Man news is like tomorrow or Wednesday. So we'll find out soon enough. And we were talking about G.I. Joe a little... I'm going to go back to this. We didn't talk about Super Seven's G.I. Joe reveals. Ah, yes. So, all right, let's let's close the books on this crowdfunding thing and how we're all very trepidatious about it. Super 7 announced that they have the G.I. Joe license to do Super 7 stuff with. They showed off a ton of reactions, and in true Super 7 form, tons of variants. Of Cobra Troopers and G.I. Joe Troopers. And they seem to be leaning towards cartoon accuracy for all their characters. Yeah. The reactions look really cool. The ultimates that they showed off, which is... First appearance cartoon Snake Eyes with Timber. Cartoon Duke. The cartoon Bat, which is probably the winner of that set. And cartoon Cobra Commander. They let it leak... Uh, that hooded Cobra Commander is no longer an option per Hasbro because of the hate speech that it kind of brings up and the Ku Klux Klan vibes. Um, That was always my preferred look to Cobra Commander because as a kid, I always was like boggled how he could breathe with the helmet on. Mm -hmm. So with the hood, it just seemed more practical. I never saw it as a Ku Klux Klan kind of thing, but I get it.
4: Yeah,
3: that's kind of my feeling on it as well. Like, when I when I saw that news, I was a little bummed because I've always liked Hooded Cobra Commander, and I'm like, well, this means we're not going to see, you know, the Hooded Head variant for uh, Classified or for the Super 7 stuff, but it's like, I also get their thinking on it. Like, it makes sense. It just, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, it's
1: very, very easy to find 3D-printed, fan-made Hooded Cobra Commander heads. Just Google it. If you and want hey, one to as Cobra Commander.
2: Maybe we'll go. get the alter, alternate, like, big, ridiculous battle helmet version that looks like an upside-down pyramid. No, it's not even an upside-down. <laughs> it is a pyramid. It's a yeah. robotic pyramid that he's
3: wearing on his head. Yep. I, I was always fond of the, uh... I want to say it was, like, the fourth release of Cobra Commander, where he had the golden helmet with the red see-through faceplate. Yeah, oh, that man. one was pretty cool. I liked that one a lot. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the
1: was it Rise of Cobra, Cobra Commander, where he was like this weird, mad scientist. You could take
3: his hair off. Oh, I love that. he had like that. the breathing mask.
2: Yeah, I had yeah. that figure.
3: Joseph I, Corbin let it. It's just very cool. I hate that as Cobra Commander. I love that figure, though. That's one of my favorite Rise of Cobra figures. I agree.
1: Um... So these figures have, if you can picture the Power Rangers style articulation with the ball-jointed elbows, double knees, the rubber crotch piece that kind of goes over, uh, extra hands, extra heads, cartoon-accurate weapons. If you're a Joe fan and you like cartoon-accurate, this is for you. If you're a toy fan, I would say the Hasbro stuff is for you. Because, like... The Cobra Bat has all kinds of great extras, the changeable hands. You has an, an exploded head with, like, electricity coming out of it. Lots of battle damage, but these aren't meant to be played with, moved around. Uh, you're going to get that one pose and just leave it. So yeah. it's really, are you a hardcore collector or are you not a hardcore collector? Yeah. It's just, This isn't something where, like, the Ninja Turtles Ultimates where you're like, "Whoa, I have to have this." It this is more like very very niche um because there's other options on the market right now at retail. And that Urf. is the classified stuff, so.
2: Until they do crazy shirtless mind bender with suspenders.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, see for me uh, this this Ultimates line, much like every other thing that that Super 7 has been releasing under that banner, I'm going to be very picky. I probably will grab the bat because, again, what Joe collector didn't love those figures. I really like the head sculpt on this. I like how it looks like they have the uh, the red faceplate and then the plastic, the black plastic over top of it. It doesn't look like it's just painted. It looks like it's actually two separate pieces. Yeah. Um, it's it's a gorgeous looking figure, and that is something that I would gladly display, you know, in a in a nice pose with all of his little attachments in his backpack and all that it's just a really nice looking figure i don't need the other ones i do like a lot of the extras the cobra commander comes with i love the the whole snake wrapped around the globe thing i think that's really cool uh but yeah this is going to be a very much like all their other ones it's going to be a very picky line for me whereas classified um i want to i want to like more than i do <laughs> but i've said it before once they get into the weird vipers i'm buying them all so <laughs> Yep. Ellie um, Viper's coming. That's all I know.
1: I can't wait for that. And it's Ellie Viper with a proper visor that you can't see out of, which I always loved as a kid for whatever reason. The second Ellie Viper with the holes,
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, in his eye. The yellow Ellie Viper. I hate that. I can't wait for Lorraine Viper.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, a little, little. Now I don't know that Super Seven would go this route, but. If they really do a deep cut, I don't know if they even have the license to do this, but if they do a robot chicken homage and release Trouser Snake, I'm buying them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have to do it. <laughs> okay. I, I always regret not buying Molar, and I, I consistently hope that they're going to be doing Molar in Origins at some point. Same. Same has been on the short list in many,
1: many leaks. Um, I don't want to confirm or deny anything until Mattel releases it, but there has been teases of sun man coming out. So if Sunman's maybe possible, Mola, yeah. uh, he's a great figure, but his weapons were backplated and then painted over them. So the minute you put them in his hands, they scrape the paint off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a little weird. Uh, But he's a great figure, and the Skeletor of the Missing Tooth is even better. (laughs) Okay, this kind of concludes our deep dive into crowdfunded figures and then our meander over to G.I. Joe, because we always meander to G.I. Joe. (laughs) Uh, We are going to have our third commercial break from Dick Fats recording, and then we will be right back.
5: Hey out there, all you fans of Dick Fast. Yeah, and here in the head of this studio, we like to call you our little dickheads. I just want to let you know that I'm going to be going on tour. So if you want to see Dick Fast live, you can find some dick in your town real soon. You don't have to go out onto some of those apps. It's all going to be one convenient location on www.checkyourdick.com. And you can find out where Dick Fat's gonna be, so you can spend the night with some dick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Oh, for the little dickheads!
1: All right, hold on. I'm gonna see what checkoutdick.com takes you to. <laughs> Check out dick. Oh, wow. It's not, a, it's not a website.
4: Holy crap. <laughs>
1: Nobody owns it. We should get quick, on that.
4: Quick, get
3: the domain.
1: I know. Check out Dick. I'm just going to see if there's a .org. <laughs> there's an Urban Dictionary. Check Let's out Let's read Dick. this. Okay. Sure. Da, 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 da. Okay, it's a male that works at a, at a grocery store. is called the Checkout Dick.
2: Wow. <laughs> anyway.
4: Oh, I
2: suddenly want to call the local Checkout guy. Be like, thank you, Checkout Dick.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to have our annual visit, annual weekly visit to Mangalore. It's my turn. And are you guys ready? Indeed. I'm so ready. All right, I'm going to cut this part out. You guys are going to know where to jump in. Uh, I'm going to have Manglor try to like lure me into a uh, free candy van. And <laughs> once I play along a, like a little too much, just be like, no, 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 don't do it again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys, you see that sign over there? It says free wishes. Yeah. Should I? Ooh. What do you think it is? You think it's Mangalore? Uh,
2: I, like uh, I think it's. I think it's, it's well. probably Mangalore. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go I check hope it it's, it's
3: Mangalore.
1: Hey kid, come here. You want some wishes? Uh, yeah. Uh I get. I get wishes.
6: Yep yep. Just uh see the start of my my uh Mangalore van here. Just come on it. Come on it. Don't worry, safe. Don't worry about the uh that rag over there that smells funny. And um don't tell your parents. But uh come on in you want a wish.
1: Boy golly do I, mister. Uh yeah, so what do I what do I need to do to get this wish?
6: So uh you see that uh that genie lamp over there? Just uh rub that genie lamp. Like this? Yep, yeah, make eye contact. Ooh, okay. Spit on it. Spit on a little bit.
1: Oh wow. Okay, so uh what kind of wish do I want?
6: Oh, hold on. Hey, keep going for that wish, kid. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Oh boy, this is weird.
1: Are you sure this is okay, Mister?
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. I should cut in.
1: Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, I've been, I've been, been, I've been, I've been, been muted in tears
1: You just let me get raped <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, Come on Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> This was I funny think... in my
3: head I didn't plan for that <laughs> 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 Oh Oh my god, I'm dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to leave the van now. Yeah, I'm getting bad touch vibes here. Really? Wait a yeah, second. I,
1: I don't think that's a lamp. Are you trying to trick me again?
6: Oh, <laughs> uh, just uh, a gullible written on the ceiling of my van. Really? <laughs> Okay stupid, what's your wish?
1: Um so Super 7's doing G.I. Joe. I thought it would be cool if they did uh, globulus. He hasn't had any love ever. I think that would be uh really cool.
6: Oh really? Okay, hold on, let me put my pants back on. Um Okay. You got to uh repeat after me now, you ready? All the kids at home, too, play along. Are you ready? deenie! 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 deenie, touch your genie!
4: deenie, touch your genie!
6: Oop poop it! Oop it,
4: poop it!
6: Poopin' Poopin', your wish is stupid! poop Poopin', poopin',
4: poopin', your wish is stupid!
6: stupid. Alright, now get out of here, you don't get a wish, and I'm trying to lure some kids in here, so... skip them. okay? This kid's show is full of easy bait, and you two... Ruining all my fun. Just go. (laughs) I'm gonna invite my friend Leather Dolphin back over, he's a party. (laughs) That's right. Be gone. (laughs) Now leave me alone. Yeah.
4: Oh my god. I was going to whisper something
1: else, but we were talking about Super Seven doing animated stuff, and oh. I love the movie. And I sorry, hate how they never made a globulus in the twenty-fifth line. So
3: I'm still laughing about the fact that we let you get genie raped. <laughs> you just sat there. You didn't stop it. <laughs>
4: that in <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing about the leather dolphin noise <laughs> uh,
1: oh my god Whew. you guys know to cut, cut in and save me right yeah
3: sure <laughs> it's just <kept> going
4: <laughs> oh, we'll, oh we'll
3: save you I came really close to, I came really close to being just in the background going yeah just like that do it <laughs> <laughs> look at me in the eyes <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's
1: right, oh, let's look him in the back. Oh god, I feel dirty. <laughs> I did do that to myself. <laughs> Boo. Also, Boo. I thought Mangalore was just ahead. <laughs> I gotta think of something funny for Manglar fifty-two weeks a year. <laughs> <laughs> <I> gotta, like, <laughs> this is the best I can come up with.
4: Oh my god.
1: Okay. Uh Let's talk about a vintage toy line. Do you guys
3: ever have Infaceables? I never actually owned any of them. My cousins had some, but I, so I did play with them, but I, I never owned an Infaceable. Josh, did you ever have one?
2: I I owned one, but it was more in my teenage years.
1: I remember these vividly from Kitty City. So, you guys said Kitty City, right? Up in the Falls? I don't remember Kitty City. We had Child's World. Is it similar? Yeah. We had, Rochester had all three. We had Toys R Us, Kitty City, and Child's World. So, uh, let's say Toys R Us is like the Walmart or Target of toy retailers in the 80s. Child's World is, uh, you know, higher end. It's like that's the one that's shaped like the Castle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kitty City was like Kmart. And okay. the fun thing about Kitty City is they just kept stuff around forever. So, you could go into Kitty City in like the late <laughs> 80s and find like, migos on the shelf still um because they would just sit around and they would never get rid of anything um i remember going in as a kid my parents were taking me like you can get one toy i think i had like a good report card or something um and finding these infaceable toys with the gimmick of they're a weird fantasy character kind of built with the masters of the universe body type of a ball jointed hip the weird thumbs up grabby hand, but you pull up on their waist and they have a balloon face that would suck in with suction and would make a different monster face.
2: Mm. Quote unquote.
1: Yeah. Um, so you can go from like a space pirate to a skull. You could go from a sphinx to a cobra. Uh, you go from a lion to a regular guy. You know, it's like that kind of gimmick. um, But they're actually really sweet toys in their own right. Everybody kind of came with a cool weapon. Everything is super fantasy themed. And the fun thing about these, um, my story with these is always that I got them as a kid and then ripped the faces off because I had to see what was underneath. And (laughs) it was always a white skull that was getting sucked in. So you had a skull face afterwards. Um, Went on YouTube to watch some like reviews to kind of refresh my memory These are still around and still working if they weren't destroyed. The rubber never rotted. Um, Wow. So this is a 35-year-old toy, at least, that a lot of people have in collections that still work.
2: As long as the, the suction in the torso hasn't cracked.
1: Correct. And they've kept, you know, out of the sun, like in a cool, dry space. But there's space pirates. There is a space elephant some sort of weird turtle guy, uh, weird elephant monster, uh, samurai, uh, robot skull creature, a uh, sphinx. And the hero of the line, I think is this guy called iron lion. Who is yeah. very cool. Uh, again, pull his face up. and He has a lion face underneath. Um, I never see these ever toy shows, garage sales anywhere. Um, they also had vehicles that were reused from Black Star. So if you find a Black Star vehicle and it has the proper stickers on it, it might be infaceables. But this is one of those lines that like nobody collects it. It's very niche. Um but also at the same time it has the kind of uh the cachet of a creepy cool collectible from the eighties that's horror themed. Uh much like Mangalore, but <laughs> the gimmick was called faces transformed from man to beast. They're a Galoob. cool gimmick, but I don't think there's any kind of media that tied into it. Um, this is also on the
3: same. Oh, go ahead. I was going I don't know of any, but there, there may have been a comic. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was a comic. There was probably like a Star comic or a
1: DC comic or something. Um,
2: yeah, that wouldn't shock me.
1: Uh, this is also around the same time as, like, Visionaries. Um, yeah, Supernaturals. No, Supernaturals I had a lot of. Same. I did, too. I had a lot of the ghosts.
3: Um, I had the Tomb of Doom. Oh, 30%. I always wanted that. I never had that one. I had most of the so actual... cool. I had most of the action figures. Like, I only had one of the little Spectre guys, but I had a lot of the action figures.
1: They were great. We need to do that soon. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, it's kind of funny. We're talking about the and then superior line <laughs>
4: super <nationals laughs> comes up well, um, with, in faceables. The one, uh,
3: the one I remember playing with at my cousin's house was the, uh, the elephant dude. Yeah. Um, he's like all blue with the gold armor. Uh, yeah. I think it was a Tembo thing is his name. I'm, I'm trying yes, to find a list of them. Okay. Yeah, there he is. Um, that one, I remember playing with a lot at my cousin's house. He had him, he had iron lion, and I don't know the name of it, but it's it was like the weird dude with the claw hands and like the exposed brain. Yes, that is Robash. That Robash?
2: Yeah, Robash is the one that I picked up in my teens.
3: Um,
1: my favorite is Tuscus because he looks bizarre as hell. Um, he's wearing bones. He has a bone leg with a claw for a foot. He's wearing, like, snake armor. He has a snake head. He's got this, like, leather biker thing going on. He's just made out of garbage, which (laughs) I love. Any figure that's just, like, cobbled together from bits and pieces, uh, great in my book. Uh, The problem with this line is it's kind of hard to tell who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. So this is definitely, like, use your imagination and have fun, which was a lot of the stuff from the 80s. Even if there was a cartoon... You might have not. You might not have been able to find it. Yeah, you know, it could have been on any channel, anywhere for four episodes to sell a toy line or a comic book that your comic book store didn't get. I um, mean,
3: to be fair, pretty much every toy line in the '80s, I just made up my own story for anyway. Even stuff that I I religiously watched the media for, like uh, Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, and Transformers. Like I watched everything with them, but. I played my own games anyway. Like it was all my own stories. I think yeah, a lot of yeah. that.
1: These guys immediately just fought my he-man guys. Yeah, makes they sense. were just the big monsters. Actually, I remember using them in Thundercats a lot, because um, they're about the same scale. But you know, how can you not love a half man, half robot, half skeleton? Right. You know, a blue space elephant. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> he was a cool looking figure a somebody straight out of cats, you know, <laughs> it's a fun toy line with a fun gimmick. Uh, and it definitely didn't hold up to heavy play. Uh, kind of like Manglers. You got a few out of them and then they would break. So Manglers
3: was, that, those were straight up lies. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. yeah. We'll get to Manglers. Those were, everybody had one. I have part of Mangler mountain in my garage right now. Just the cage. Mm. Um, it's one of those things like a white whale. I'd love to find a mint sealed Mangler Mountain, but I'm not actively going to hunt for it or spend money on it because you can't prove that it's real. Right. Um, anyways, so that went a lot quicker than I thought because Infaceables, uh, not as popular as I thought. And <laughs> upon and discussion... It's
2: a, it's a very small toy line. Very small. Kind of lame. I mean.
1: But...
3: To, to be fair, there, there was a ton of these types of toy lines in the 80s where they're just weird monster, robot, alien, good guy, barbarian thrown in. And they're all fun. Like, they're a lot of fun to play with. Like, look at all of the Masters knockoffs. I mean, good God, we all had <laughs> versions, actions. you know. But I think the 80s kind of, it was like the toy makers, whether it be fueled by Coke or not, <laughs> they just knew throw robots, monsters and barbarians at kids and they'll they'll be happy. You know? Yeah. I have I had
1: and have more fun with the knockoff Masters of the Universe compared to the originals. To oh, this yeah. day, I have so many vacation memories as a kid begging for a toy wherever we were and it was like, "Alright, we're going to go to this like 5 and dime store, mm-hmm. go pick something out." They didn't have He-Man, but they had Galaxy Warriors. Oh, or they had this. like whatever imagine you know, like bootleg line that has been lost to time. They had it, you know, <laughs> galaxy okay. wrestlers that nobody remembers because it was just some weird from Mexico.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah the weird,
2: weird flea market bootleg, he yeah. man body with like the weird dinosaur finger puppet head.
4: Yeah. Yep. But see now.
1: Oh good. Yeah, those were like my toys on the beach. At the hotel,
3: you know, it's like, so I grew to love them. The uh, the snake headed guy and the tiger headed guy, I want to say they were Galaxy Warriors, but those were two that I played with more than some of my He-Man figures. Like, I love those two figures and and I got them at like a 7-Eleven or something like it was like a little, you know, convenience store that I remember my mom stopped at and they had them and I flipped out and I wanted both of them.
2: And the um, snakehead guy was regularly part of my
3: snake men. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And but I was gonna say when you when you were mentioning like family vacations and picking up toys, that's how I, I know we talked about this off the air. But that that bendy line that I was going off about the other world. Yep, that's how I got into those. We were on our way to Colorado when I was like four. I was really young, and we stopped at some random store. And they had a couple of those, uh, the two packs. And I ended up getting me and my brother both got a pack and we ended up really liking them. And then when we got home, we sought out more of them and we never got the playset, but we got several of the uh, the, the multi packs of so the figures. And we we had the weird like I do not even know what you call it. It was like a Sasquatch man centaur mount like it mm-hmm. was ridiculous, but we had it. It was like yellow and orange. But yeah, that's that's how I got into that toy line. Was hey, family vacation? Ooh, we're stopping at a store. I want a toy. Um, yep. <laughs> it's funny how that happens.
1: That's how every kid got the core.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That My, or that that aunt that knew you liked GI Joe. Yep. My go-to uh,
1: <sighs> Galaxy yeah. Fighter, whoever he is, I found one and I have it somewhere. Is the guy with the top knot ponytail that they reuse in like a dozen different knockoff lines. Sometimes he has an eye patch. Sometimes he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh yeah. I love that guy. I love that head. Um, and way I want to say seven years ago when we mentioned earlier in the episode, Mattel was doing a create your own He-Man character contest with the fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second time that was done, it was done in the eighties and um done again for classics. Yeah, it was this is the classic. I'm trying to remember who won in the eighties. I can't remember the name of the character. Fearless Photog. Fearless Photog, yes, and like Natosa. No, Natosa is the she Shera character. Uh there's a Neta, lady. I think it was. I beam was another one, was like an eyeball with arms and legs. Um the character I proposed was called Knockoff, which the gimmick is you could knock his head off and replace it with another head. So it was just a He Man body with all like, these homages to knock off He Man heads. And oh, that's cool. One of them yep. was the top knot eye patch guy. And then it had like nice. a twin dinosaur. It was all the, the stand ins that everybody had one of them. Um, I didn't know that it was fixed and that uh, Toy Guru was just going to let his friend do Castle Grayskull Man. I think <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, I also had a guy much dumber called nomenclature, who his purpose was naming characters in the He-Man's universe.
2: <laughs> and, okay, that's that's hilarious.
4: <laughs> and he
1: was a He-Man gnome, and his gimmick was he if you compete his you know his challenge, he'll give you a very bad punny name and furry underwear. So he had ridiculously long furry loincloth that he would like rip off part of it and give you your He-Man underwear and give you a name. Like, you're a footman. Go. Whatever. But I don't think that Mattel got the joke. Or my artwork wasn't good enough. Either or. Anyways, so that is our Infaceables discussion. Now we are going to move into week four, the final stretch for the contest that only one person has entered. So not really a contest. It's more like I'm just giving... Josh Strasberg, a pile of stuff.
4: Come on,
2: people. Get in on this.
1: But um, the contest, the final prize I'm going to do is going to be a NECA radiation suit Back to the Future Ultimate Marty McFly. A $30 toy.
4: At least. Ooh.
1: Get on it because it might be Funko next time. Right? Come on! I have about twenty-five Funkos that I bought this week. So, <laughs> if you don't want a Dragon Ball Z Funko Pop or a Chicken McNugget Funko Pop, maybe you should enter this time and get a sweet prize because it's just Josh Strasberg.
2: Chicken McNuggets—they're good for you. Good for you. That's
1: right. Maybe they made out of chicken. I don't know. But uh, that is going to be the final prize this week. I will take a picture, put it up. You will get. Friday the 13th Part 4 on VHS a collection of stickers and pins including the art the clown enamel pin you'll get make your own damn movie the paperback from Lloyd Kaufman and Marty McFly in his radiation suit from the beginning of back to the future where he's trying to scare away terrorists
0: ooh
2: ah
1: it's really cool and if you don't want it take it and return it to target Get a $30 gift card. I don't care. Do a thing. Do it, all, I, all I need is for you to leave me a four-star review and take a picture. That's it. It's so easy. It's free stuff. I pay the shipping. I put it in the box. I give it to you. Do Who it. Do it now.
4: Do free it. Stuff. Do it
6: now.
1: Okay. We are going to have one last commercial from... Blue singer extraordinaire Dick Fats And then we're going to end on the final stretch Of the show
2: I've got a, And I've got a fun little Fun little game for us to play
1: Fun little game And take it away a word from our sponsors Hey there all
5: you fans of Dick Fats Just waiting for that next album I want you to know that I've been in the studio hard right at work Now we call us a little, little fancy studio here the dick hole So I've been sitting in my dick hole just writing away new blues jams so you can just sit and enjoy your dick in your ear because everybody wants to have a little dick in their ear from dick vats that's the best way to enjoy your dick is just slipping it in your ear through your headphones but yeah i just sitting in my dick hole recording some new music for you it's gonna be out this fall on a new album all the dick you can handle because it's gonna be a long double double album release Look for this ball. All the dick you can handle from dick fast. Recorded in my dick hole.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're not muting and not. I'm, I'm losing my shit when I'm muting. <laughs> my daughter walked in. Oh, man.
4: Oh, Oh, no. <laughs>
3: Now, I'm assuming you only have it coming through your headphones, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's that's a good call. <laughs> oh, oh my lord,
1: Dick Fats! That is nuts.
3: <laughs> you know, I don't think Caleb will ever truly understand how funny that was. <laughs>
2: Dick Fats. I don't. I don't know how I can maintain that voice. <laughs>
4: That's Yeah,
1: it's tough on the vocal cords.
4: <laughs>
1: okay. This week's Toy Hall of Fame winner... Oh, and we're back from a Dick Fats commercial. This week's Toy Hall of Fame winner uh, is a landslide. Nobody's surprised in this, but Modulok beat the crap out of everybody.
2: Well, two to one. Well, I mean, he has more hands to do it with.
1: He does more That's heads, true. more torsos, more ant butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I love
3: that little squishy ant butt.
2: Oh, that sounds like it should have been like a real Ghostbusters figure from the uh, alongside Granny Gross, Granny Gross, and Ant Butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, when you brought it up, it brought back memories. I remember getting it uh, as a gift when I was a little kid and just being like, "Wow, this is the best ever!" and then promptly chewing on a lot of the parts. <laughs> Uh, For whatever reason,
3: I chewed on a lot of my He-Man toys. I used to the little ant butt. You could like squeeze it and like let it go, and it would suction cup to you because of the the little. And I used to suction cup it to my face. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd have these little red welts on my cheek where I'm suction cupping a Modulock ant butt. Oh, stupid crap we do as kids.
1: Yep. All right. For this week's nominations, I think it's my turn to go first. Then we will go with Mike, and then we will end with Josh. Are you guys ready? Okay. All righty, ready. Here we go. I nominate the one, the only, Dr. Mindbender. Oh. Mad Scientist extraordinaire. You weren't a kid doing Mad Scientist stuff. Unless Dr. Mindbender was at the center of it. With his cape. With his monocle. With his suspenders. With his weird needle gun thing. (laughs) Because it's Dr. Mindbender. And. Yeah. I I just. I had to get him in there. Win, lose, or
3: draw. That's. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Every kid in the 80s. If you had any kind of mad scientist play, that was, he was your mad scientist.
1: He made zombies. He made every Ninja Turtle monster. Anything involving
3: slime, Dr. Mindbender was there. Yeah.
0: That's a tough one.
3: It's a tough one to beat, and one I'm sure that my pick will not. (laughs) But you you never know. It's our listeners. They may not have a care in the world about Dr. Mindbender.
2: And I I'm, I'm holding the real good one in my back pocket for this week.
3: My mine is is very off the beaten path. Um I'm going to go with Adam Power from the Power Lords. Ooh. That was a figure I had as a kid and it always freaked me out because the way the transformation worked it was literally just on their back. So Adam Power had like the weird Voldemort face sticking out of the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he was always a monster. He was never a hero in my play. It was always like a thing style monster where he's like, you know, he looks human and then he turns around he's like, I would come after you. Um, and it was weird because he was out of scale with all my other toys. So of course I always had him be some kind of weird alien mutant. Um, but yeah, he was he was a lot of fun. I, I played with that figure till it fell apart. And I only ever had him and uh, was it Griptog, the the weird red dude with the multi-lip yeah. arms i had the two of them my brother had the weird purple mosquito looking monster and yeah. um the uh the blue guy with the hologram chest so those were the the only power lords we had but adam power remains one of my favorite childhood toys so i gotta go with him
1: he always reminded me of remember on um, like public television they had the guy that wanted you to exercise when you were a kid <laughs> and he yeah. wore oh, tight body uh, suit
3: with the muscles oh my god his uh what the hell is yep. his name Oh my God, something body, and I can't remember what it was. But yes, I know who you're talking about.
1: Terrifying. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Adam Power had that weird circulatory system on the outside going on. Right. So, in my mind, those guys are kind of one and the same, but Adam Power has such a fun gimmick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And the Four Horsemen did a great job uh, bringing those back. Unfortunately, they didn't sell well enough, but. In three and three-fourth-inch scale, I have uh, several of the figures that they released. They had, like, the Power Lords, like, Grunts. I got a couple of those. I got Adam Power, um, and I have uh, Griptog. And they're really good figures. Those yes. had the Glyo system, too, didn't they? Yep.
1: Yeah, I wanted to get them, and I never did.
3: I, I really like them.
1: All right, Josh. What's this okay. sleeper you got?
3: I think it's
2: I think it's... Thing think it's going to sweep it the same way Modulock did, which seems to be a theme with this same toy line. Hmm. Going back to the Masters of the Universe pool here. Okay. Got to go with Mosquito. Son <laughs> of a bitch.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's... Got yeah.
2: <laughs> to go th- with the figure that can literally show the blood he's draining pumping through his <laughs> chest.
3: That that pick is like bringing a bazooka to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Mosquito?
2: Well, you no. you brought the bazooka last week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And yeah, I, I, I got to give it to you. Mosquito has one of my favorite play features out of any action figure from the 80s. I, I, it's still entertaining to this day. And it's just On a the- simple button. <laughs>
2: I'm ex- so freaking excited for the for the Origins Mosquito.
1: Me too. <laughs> you know what sold it um what sold it for me was the blood grab effect. That is Yeah. So cool. that, that thing yeah. is so cool. It's Mosquito. The Horde, man. They have the best
3: guys. They really did.
1: It's like if you're going to go if you're going to make Eternia real and you're going to join a gang, you join the Horde. Cuz you're going to get and the coolest really, action feature.
2: In comparison to the rest of the Masters of the Universe toy line It was basically like One design team was sitting around being completely coked out Coming up with the majority of the toy line And then the other design team comes in They're like, hey guys, you want to try this new thing called crack? Oh, by the way, here are the horror (laughs) designs
3: Yeah, (laughs) We watched a bunch of Universal Monster movies and did some crack
1: Oh my god, yeah And then they were supposed to be Shira's main villains. Yeah, let's take this little this toy line for little girls and make the most <laughs> terrifying toys ever to have them fight.
3: Right. <laughs> it's true because the Horde were pretty freaky. I, I remember a, as a kid, like I loved him, but Mantana kind of freaked me out. <laughs> like he was just he had that weird spooky butt mouth. <laughs> I don't I didn't like him.
1: We got to be um, honest here. I can't think of anybody that can beat any horde character one on one. Maybe like yeah, they're right or something. But like, you're not going to beat Leech. You're not going to beat Mantenna. You're not going to beat Grizzler. You're not going to beat Hordeck. Yep. It's going to be hard to really like those guys are like top tier '80s Monster Toys.
4: I, I feel, thought yeah,
2: they really are.
1: You know, like. Yeah, it's going to be like the only thing that's going to beat them is another Horde character.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, the Snake Men can give some a run for their money because some of the Snake Men are pretty solid, too.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh Snake Face.
3: Yeah. Snake Face, Squeeze, King Hiss, those are all really yep. solid figures. Yep. This is going to be fun. But <laughs>
1: This is definitely Mosquitoes. Yeah. He's the one of these.
3: He's I mean Adam Power and Mindbender don't stand a chance here. I know. <laughs> Maybe what? they could team up against him. <laughs> but hey, I mean, they're all great figures, so
1: I mean Mosquito is some crazy creation that Dr. Mindbender would make, like Serpentor. But yeah, no, not gonna happen.
5: Yeah.
1: Oh damn. You think you got the best pick, and the, the last person's always like,
5: ha <laughs> Wait, I have this gigantic awesome figure. <laughs>
1: Surprise, <It's... ass laughs>
3: I've got Mosquito. Josh just comes kicking in the door holding out Mosquito. Guess what? I've got Chris Seton <laughs> and Gary
4: Busey. <laughs> Eat it. Oh, man. Oh, man. That well, was good. That
1: what kind of plugs do we guys have for this week? What's coming up on Boogeyman's Closet, Mike?
3: Uh, well, our next episode at the time of this recording is going to be wrapping up our uh, sequel month, and it's going to be Sleepaway Camp Two: Unhappy Campers. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I haven't posted it yet; it's it's all ready to go, but I'm I'm about to post the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two episode. Um, So that'll that'll be up by the time this goes out. And um, after that, we move into our month of second chances, which right now the voting is is kind of intense because there's so many entries that are tied. Uh, So the idea was that we would give a bunch of movies from like pick one from each month. That was what almost made it on the show, but was just beat out by something else. And then we narrowed it down with the help of our patrons and, and me, Maurice, and Susie just kind of picking which ones we'd really want on there. Um, and yeah, man, there's like five of them that are deadlocked at like seven votes each. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Well, I, I'm i assuming Lords of Salem because everybody loves
3: Rob Zombie, but the rest, I don't know. Surprisingly, Lords of Salem is at six. Really? Uh, yeah it's like it was like critters uh 28 weeks later um i'm trying to i gotta i gotta look up which ones are on the on the list again but yeah i mean i was surprised at some of the choices um i know night of the demons is doing really well house by the cemetery that one is is getting a lot of love
4: that's, that's a great uprising. movie
3: yeah the Duke, like that's also getting a lot of love um Cannibal the Musical, I know Dawn is going to be very disappointed because uh, with her vote, I believe that brings it up to three votes. Um, <laughs> so, oh, 30 Days a Night. That's another one that's gotten a lot of love. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting month. I mean, if, if I had my picks, Motel Hell would definitely be amongst the grouping, but it's not getting as much love as I wish. So. Um, my wife, we didn't have an anecdote. And
1: she wanted me to mention this, so I'll throw it in there real quick before we jump to uh, Josh. There is an artist that at conventions made these really high-end, uh, like, 13-, 14-inch dolls. And let me get his name correct here. He's dead, but he's still on Facebook. Terry Krushank. Okay. So he made all the Northeast conventions, and he always had, like, these one-of-a-kind... He'd have a table just full of like all these different horror characters as dolls. I'm sure if you saw what it looked like, he'd be like, "Oh yeah." Um, I took my wife to a convention and he didn't have Farmer Vincent. My wife's a big fan of Farmer Vincent, so she reached out to him and said, "Hey, would you be willing to make Farmer Vincent?" He said, "Yeah, of course." You'll have the first one, and then I can just kind of like mass produce him. So I think he had like a mold, and he put some like he'd incorporate doll parts into it and things like that. But then he got sick with cancer just died oh so tough. i have the only farmer vincent from terry krewshank um in my collection and as far as i can tell the rest of his stock his wife just sold it all at like an estate sale wow went to somebody um but i remember every time going to convention just being like i want this i want this i want this but they're always like 80 to 120 yeah but he had like trash the kessler wolf Everything from like nineteen fifty-five to present day. Just awesome stuff. Uh Dr. Fives, Um oh. lots of just I'm just picking off the top of my head. Things I remember seeing and being like, what? That's awesome. Um half the background zombies from like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. A really cool looking bub. Uh so I have this farmer Vincent that uh is very cool. Anyways, um that I got from my lovely wife who is really awesome at getting gifts, like suits of armor uh, yeah, that is and, really cool. <laughs> and things like that for me. So she's a great gift giver. When,
3: when I, when I got the the text from her showing me the, the suit of armor, I showed it to my wife and I'm like, I, I, I don't even know how to one up that. <laughs> like, what, what can you possibly get? That's a one. I, I was like, this is amazing. The castle.
4: Right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> the castle that goes with it
1: you know what's a one up <laughs> from that is the life size Hansel and
4: Carbonite <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know like something that crazy I had right. it in front of my basement door which like any any fire department would be like you're insane but my, <laughs> my man cave in my basement it was blocking the exit to my basement
4: <laughs> and
1: that's what flooded my basement flooded in these western New York floods we had last week that thing is rusty metal. And That was the first oh. thing I did is run into the basement and save the suit of armor as water's gushing into my basement. Yeah. Um, and then find any kind of cloth to throw down on the floor as I was trying to like sop the water up. And I ruined a bunch of towels. A bunch of my daughter's clothes are like wet <laughs> and moldy, and I'm in trouble for it. So worth it. Anyways. Good time. The suit of armor's in good shape though. That didn't <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Pickman. Totally worth
2: it.
1: What is happening at Pickman Labs?
2: Well, right now we have the uh, wonderful three and three fourth inch Henrietta still up for pre-order. Uh, at the time of recording this, it'll probably be up for pre-order for about another week. By the time it hits, uh, maybe a few days at most. Uh, just, you know, trying to make sure everybody that has voiced they want one is able to get their order in, uh, then we'll close that down and shortly after that move on to the last figure of, uh, series four of Creature Feature, who is the Crypt Keeper, who will we, blah, will, who we will be, uh, showing off very, very soon, because uh, I've been keeping that one under wraps so I can have something to reveal and hype people up, um, And there there are a couple other surprises planned. Uh, We're probably going to be taking Series 5 creature feature to a vote to see who people want, aside from the uh, Void Cultist. Because I know people have been clamoring for another version of the Void Cultist, so that will definitely be happening. Other than that, it is still to be determined. Uh, I have worked on the initial schematics and sculpts for a couple of the Monster Squad characters, so that will probably be... uh, towards the end of the year at earliest.
1: You know in the 90s how they made, like they just had to keep pumping out Spider-Man variants to fill up the Spider-Man line? Oh yeah. So there was like fishing Spider-Man, snowboarding Spider-Man, soccer Spider-Man. Firefighter Spider-Man. Firefighter Spider-Man. I'm not saying you need to do that with the Void Cultist, but I'm not saying you shouldn't either.
2: <laughs> firefighter <laughs> Void Cultist.
1: You know, Spuba uh, like, gear
2: Void cultist.
1: Radioactive Glunadar cultist.
3: Snowboarding cultist.
2: Summer barbecue cultist.
3: Yeah. The first thing that went through my head is you just need one of those fishing hats to like put on top of the hood.
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's it Void with cultist with a new hat. <laughs>
1: I don't know why I'm picturing this. It makes no sense but potato sack race cultist with two cultist figures in a burlap sack. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. <laughs> just... Like, you know, the Company Picnic Day.
2: (laughs) Uh, Cultist Company Picnic playset.
1: Yeah. Have one with, like, barbecue tongs.
3: A frisbee. (laughs) Potato sack race. Have little boy cultists. Cultist dog. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes.
4: (laughs) Make all of that.
1: This is... The end of episode six. This is Mike butchering his lines and staring into the camera saying goodbye.
4: See ya. Bye. Ha uh-huh. ha!